Welcome to the New Zealand Business Podcast, presented by Paul Spain and guests. Welcome to the New Zealand Business Podcast. I'm Paul Spain, and this is episode number four. So I'm in San Francisco, and I'm with Catherine Robinson, who is the director at the Kiwi Landing Pad. Nice to meet you. Thanks, Paul. Great to uh, have a chat with you this morning. The Kiwi Landing Pad, most of us in New Zealand are not likely to get a chance to come here unless we're, uh, we're building a business that's pushing out into the, the US and, and other markets. Um, maybe you can just give us a little rundown on what the Kiwi Landing Pad is, is all about and what you've got here in terms of your space and so on. So the Kiwi Landing Pad was uh, established uh, about two years ago and the whole notion um, of the Landing Pad is for... Kiwi tech companies uh, who are looking to break into the US market to come in and utilize, you know, a, a bricks and mortars um, space here in, in San Francisco and to use that to, to, um, to help you find your feet. So it's not, we're not an incubator or an accelerator. Um, we're just somewhere to come and, and get a really good sense of the market and figure out, well, you know, am I better to be down and, based down in Cupertino and South Bay or on the East Coast. But um, it, it's a really great um, spot. We're in an area of San Francisco called Soma or South of Market. And it is, you know, the epicenter of, of the tech space at the moment. You know, we've got neighbours like Twitter, uh, Zinger, Uber. The Moscone Centre is like two minutes' walk away and, in fact, will be home to the world's one of the world's largest technology conferences, which is, of course, Oracle World, which has about 100,000 uh, attendees each year. So, it's, so we're sort of right in the heart of, the, um, of all, of the, all of the action. That's great. Now, maybe you can run us through some of the companies that have, uh, that have used the Kiwi lang- landing pads. We've got a bit of, uh, bit of an example and maybe uh, who's here at the moment. Right. So the first company, actually, who was at the landing pad uh, was Zero. And uh, they, that was actually b- before I was involved with the landing pad. But they were here for, I think, about 18 months. And they grew from just a couple of people to when they left, which was about 20 people. Um, so, again, they'd built up the pipeline, built up the relationships and the networks to um, be able to take over their own space. You know, San Francisco was also a very, very expensive city. Um, so you really need to have um, the the ability to um, to be out there on your own. Uh, so so they left about six months ago. Uh, currently, we have Vend, the the point of sales system from Auckland, and they're doing a really great job. They come up here typically every sort of six to eight weeks, and when they come, they are absolutely here, one hundred and ten percent. They're organising meetings. They're just having going to events heading to conferences um, meeting with partners customers and then we have companies like uh, or Mako Mako Networks have actually just moved out so again they were here for about 12 months built up their sales pipeline uh, have built a strong team here in the US and we also have BookTrack uh, BookTrack's a really exciting company they've been here for the last sort of three or four months again they've got a um, starting to Paul Cameron, the CEO, is doing a great job of putting a really strong American team, marketing sales and marketing team around him to help grow their their company. 
we're also starting to see uh, corporates starting to come here, like Telecom's Digital Ventures team, which I think is fantastic. Uh, gives them an opportunity to you know think like a startup or think more entrepreneurial in this new market because even though obviously they're such a uh, a mainstay brand of New Zealand, they are starting here, and uh, so I think that's fantastic to also have have some of those companies involved. Um, but you know, there's companies coming and going through here all the time. Um, some for a month, some for just a couple of weeks, as they try and figure out what their next steps might be. Great. Now, uh, when we were chatting earlier, you also mentioned you know there, there are you know, a lot of people that come through here from you know, investors and 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 so on. Maybe you can give us sort of a taste of that. You know, who who have you had uh, in here today? Um, you know, who are the maybe you can share one or two of those with us. Yeah. So one of the great things about the landing pad is that it's it's a not for profit, and it it's primarily funded by the private sector. And, you know, our private sector investors are becoming more and more actively engaged in the conversations up here in the Bay Area. Uh, so today we've had um, uh, Phil McCaw, um, one of the general partners from Movac in Wellington. Uh, Sir Stephen Tyndall pops in a lot. He's obviously here a lot with the America's Cup. Um, we have uh, Phil Veal, who's chairman of Kia and is also an active investor in, in New Zealand tech companies. Uh, John T. Kelt, who is based in New York, um, he was part of the Double Click team, I think, that were inqu- acquired by uh, Google. Uh, he also invests in, in New Zealand companies. Uh, we have the, oh, we've had this week a guy called Andrew Duff, uh, who is um, part of Sparkbox Ventures in New Zealand. Uh, he's a Kiwi who lives in Switzerland, but is obviously very active um, in the New Zealand tech scene. So, Again, it comes back to what what this is, um, and it's about that sort of community, that ecosystem. It's not just about the entrepreneur themselves. And that's a big part of why Silicon Valley and San Francisco are so successful. Is that um, you know y- you have the entrepreneurs, and then you have the sort of ecosystem of support around them of other entrepreneurs and investors and, and VCs and angel investors and lawyers and, and you know, recruitment agencies and uh, various other sort of support services. Yeah, it does seem uh, wherever you go around here, you're uh, bump, bumping into, uh, you know, people that are, that are uh, yeah, successful in this space, involved in the space in, uh, in some way. Um, and so what, what sort of extra help do those coming here um, you know, get directly from the, the Kiwi landing pad or is, it, or is it really more about that ecosystem and, and uh, you know, the networking opportunities and, and so on? Yeah, absolutely it is. You know, this is, this is what being entrepreneurial is. Entre- being an entrepreneur is not about being, you know, handed out funding and handed out opportunities. You know, what we're trying to encourage companies here is to get on the ground at a conversational level with these influential pieces of this ecosystem and start to formulate a plan and strategy for themselves. Because there is no one, you know, one cut fits all type approach to this that our entrepreneurs have to figure that stuff out for themselves um, and and you know through people like myself who you know have um, have experience in market and experience in building companies and starting companies um, it's 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 about us 
you know, trying to share our experience and help bring them up to speed so that they can get out there and, and be doing it themselves. Great. Now, um, you talked about San Francisco being a pretty expensive place to be. Um, is, it, is it expensive to, to land here at the Kiwi landing pad? No. Uh, so to, to give a little bit of context to, to, to San Francisco's um, costs, so um, in, in this sort of Soma area, there's less than 2% vacancy rates. Now, rent here for companies is, um, I can think of the company that actually was renting this particular space we're in um, before us. They moved, they were a 30-person company, they went from here to paying $32,000 a month in rent alone. Um, you know, that's that's pretty prohibitive for a lot of New Zealand companies because, number one, because of the, the actual amount, but you've got to have a bond, you've got to have a credit history, social security numbers. There's a lot of bureaucratic challenges for New Zealand companies that when you first land here, that's actually just not an option um, because you're, you're bottom of the list. Um, you know, you, you are at the end of the day a foreigner and you're competing with these other companies who have a lot more resources and infrastructure behind them to sort of help support that. So the landing pad is um, $500 a month um, and that is gives you 24-7 access, you know, all the basic services and resources that you need to, to get started. Get off the plane in 20 minutes you're here. Wow, that's uh, that's really cool. That's a great way to help uh, help out New Zealand businesses that are, that are uh, wanting to reach out and export. Now, obviously, with the the, the varying uh, companies and people that you see coming in and out of the Kiwi landing pad. Um, you, you must see some sort of, I guess, some common traits. I'm sure there are people that come through here uh, you know, that don't do particularly well. They've got a big dream, but it, you know, it doesn't work out for them. Uh, and there are, there are others, uh, and you've mentioned you know, some of those that have been extremely successful. Um, are there any sort of traits that you can, you can highlight sort of on, on either side that you've, uh, you know, you've come to recognise and those that are, uh, that are coming through Kiwi Landing Pad? Yeah, the companies who, who who get out there, you know, we we think that that feeling isolated, we associate that that feeling with being in New Zealand and, and that distance. But in reality, you can sit here in San Francisco in a hotel room and be just as isolated. You know, it is the the, the entrepreneurs that I see and the companies that I see doing really well are are out there meeting and talking to people. Uh, and you cannot underestimate, I think, the value of that. Uh, it seems so simple, but it's just such an important part um, of doing business here. You know, people, networks are, are everything uh, for success here. Um, and I think that's probably the strongest um, um idea that or thing that you need to be prepared to do to adapt to to getting out there and, and, and meeting people and and building a network around yourself yeah good and I mean and in terms of those that have maybe have, have come and gone um, because you know you probably like me you come across a lot of people with that are they're full of ideas and vision and look I'm going to do this and I'm going to grow this business um, 
and often those things, you know, there, there are a lot of them that don't get anywhere. Um, any advice for, uh, you know, for people that you've, you know, maybe advice you've given to people that have come through here and then have headed back to New Zealand and you don't expect to see them back anytime soon? Um, because there are, I think, a lot that are, uh, yeah, still trying to figure out, you know, how, how, they, uh, how they make that sort of break. Yeah, one of the, the the key things to do is really got to get a sense of what you're trying to achieve and really formulating a set of steps to help you to achieve that. And again, coming from such a small market, we struggle to, um, uh, we really struggle with that notion of specializing in something. So we try and build a broad product. And one of the real challenges with that particularly here in the US, is they want you to be very specialized. They want to box you. They want to say, right, I understand exactly what it is that you do and I can help you with these connections or I can help you with this specific thing or I know somebody who has exactly that experience to help you grow your market or whatever it might be. The people who who really struggle to put a stake in the ground because they, they feel that that market might be too small or the opportunity is too small are the ones who struggle because they just keep spinning their wheels. They, um, You've just got to be really focused and not you've got to start somewhere and the more specialised you are, particularly in a vertical, the easier it is for you to take those first steps to get those that first customer, and then that first 100, and then that first 1,000 customers, it has to be, you know, specialised so that you can bite off that chunk and execute on it, you know, and then move to the next market. And yeah, that's that's quite hard to um, for people from New Zealand to understand because we have this fear that well, that's just such a small market in New Zealand that there's only 10 companies in that space or whatever it might be, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's probably the the biggest challenge I see for New Zealand entrepreneurs who come here and they get sort of all so overwhelmed with opportunity that suddenly you know the the idea of what they're trying to do just gets blown out of control, um, and then they get back to New Zealand and they just they just don't know where to what next step to take. Now, talking about competitiveness, as as New Zealanders, we're uh, you know we're at the other end of the earth to everyone else. We're a very small country. What can you share about how competitive you think that we we can be on a global scale and and you know here in uh, in the US? So we can we absolutely have the innovation, the smarts, you know the the ideas um, are absolutely as good as anything. I see, and I spend a lot of my time, you know, at pitch events, um, out in the, the the broader tech community, hearing from um, not just U.S. companies, but you know, Israeli, Australia. You know, obviously, it's a pretty international environment here, and you know, we should be we should be absolutely proud and convinced and confident in our ability to compete at a global level, and it's. You know, it's quite hard from New Zealand. We, we're, we're taught the, you know, it's the David versus Goliath. This is, you know, a lot of the, the, the commentary we're sort of seeing around the America's Cup. But in fact, it's, you know, it's a, it's a great team and a great boat that's being beaten by a better team with a better boat. You know, it is, we are world class and we shouldn't, shouldn't forget that and shouldn't underestimate that. 
you know, when we come over here with some of that thinking, we're on the back foot because, you know, VCs in particular, they're not charities. You know, they're not going to invest in a company because, you know, we come from a little country with only four million or four and a half million people. They're going to invest in us because it's the best idea that they believe, you know, has the best shot at making them a great return on their investment, which is kind of the win-win for everybody. So I definitely, you know, I like to encourage and support people to, you know, to get out there and, and think that and believe that. So we need to up our confidence. Is that is that a problem for the Kiwis that you see coming uh, coming through here? Yeah, it is. I mean, the American market it is is loud. They are they are in, in comparison to us very loud and very you know hands clapping and and high fiving. And that's not to say though that um, that we can't compete with that. Equally, we're kind of a bit quirky. We've got a great sense of humour. So it's finding our own path through that noise. The reason that they're so noisy is because they are born in a big market and they know they have to to be louder, stronger, faster to be to be heard. We don't grow up in that same with that same sense of of being loud, but we grow up. Yeah, with this sort of quirky, this is who we are, this is who I am. So you have to find your place and find your voice amongst that so that you can rise above the noise. That's what everybody's trying to do. And those that you see coming through and being successful, are are you noticing that there's sort of a disproportionate number of them that are sort of the louder Kiwis, uh, those that have maybe uh, got a lot more confidence than the the average Kiwi, or is there still room for success for, uh, you know, those of us who who are a little bit quieter, shall we say? Absolutely. The The key in all of those things is having being authentic to who you are. So being able to speak confidently about your vision for the market. You don't have to say it loudly, but you have to say it in a way that's compelling, that engages, that can help you rise above the noise. Um, You know, for most of our entrepreneurs, you know, they are not the big gregarious personalities, but they are very confident, very calm, very visionary um, and very yeah, very comfortable speaking about the market and the way that they see their product in the market. Again, through networks, through those you know those things that have have built that ecosystem around them that that then gives them the confidence to have that voice. Now, you you mentioned at the beginning that the Kiwi landing pad is for New Zealand tech companies that are that are uh, growing internationally. What about non-tech companies? Have you had any any through here that aren't really tech, or is there always that thread that seems to be uh, running through where technology is certainly, you know, in some way, a, a, you know, a key piece of the story? Well, it is primarily pitched at tech companies, and the reason for that is that the ecosystem, the community that we have around it, around the Kiwi Landing Pad, is tech. You know, I'm I'm tech. You know, the founders have all come from tech. Uh, so we're, what we're trying to to again be comfortable is that that whole specialising. You know, people look at it and say, well, they're you know they're not inclusive. But we're what we're trying to do is say, hey. We're focused on tech. We're in Soma in San Francisco. That's tech. If you're selling wine or shoes or whatever, you, this is not the right place for you. You know. So, so do we do we need other beachheads for some of those other fields? 
Yeah, I think so. I think, but to be fair, I think um, New Zealand Trade and Enterprise has some pretty good experience and expertise that can help um, those other retail or other um, verticals that coming from New Zealand. You know, at the end of the day, I'm a New Zealander, and if a wine company or a shoe company pops in here, you know, I have you know, I have no problem with them using this space, and probably no problem having a, yeah, a drink with them either. <laughs> yeah, but but I let them know that you know, more than happy for you to come. But the ex, you know, just setting their expectation that I can't offer them, you know, you know, as many connections or you know, um, I know a lot of shoe shops, but I don't necessarily you know know you know a good distributor model for them to to help them. So again, it's been comfortable that that's that's who we are. We want tech companies to come through here and to succeed, and and uh, you know that's our expertise and experience. Now it seems to me like a huge part of New Zealand's future is tied up in how successful our tech exporters are. Is that what is that what you're seeing here, or do you think that? Um, there are a, lot, a huge number of areas where, you know, where we're going to stamp our mark in the future internationally. I think that we have, you know, a, an incredible opportunity to um, to make our mark in tech. I think that, you know, I lived uh, in Seattle in the sort of mid to late nineties and, and left in the early two thousands. And at that point in time, during that dot com boom in particular. And particularly too in the sort of Microsoft enterprise space, it was American made. And really VCs uh, didn't really look outside of the US. These big American corporates looked outside the US for labor, but they weren't really looking deeply at, at buying or acquiring or partnering with overseas companies. But you know, there has been uh, the technology booms and busts. Obviously, we've had a pretty major global financial meltdown, which has really brought down a lot of those barriers. And actually, um, you know, the, I always like to think of what you want to do is in a in a in a startup is you want to bring these storm clouds around you, and you have to you have to sort of make that happen. You have to to build that platform and to make that sort of that sort of cohesive noise and that's this is exactly the right time for us as New Zealanders you know we've got this sort of landing pad going there are hopefully changes coming to some of the visa requirements um, we're getting a lot of interest you know from the VCs we've had events like the America's Cup which allow us to showcase not just our technology and our innovation but also us as people I think that's really important that when we see in particular, you know, the Team New Zealand team, they are that sort of illustration of everything that we hold ourselves to be, which is that that we're fair, that we're smart, that we're, um, you know, we have a lot of integrity, um, you know, and they have done an incredible job as a sort of ambassadors for exactly the kind of, the kind of image that we want to portray. Um, so I, I think again, you know, it's the culmination of all of those things. Um, the time's right for, and we're seeing a lot of activity or more activity starting to come out of New Zealand. That it, you know, we're well positioned to definitely make a mark in the technology uh, sector globally. Great. Well, I think that's uh, that's pretty exciting. A great note to end it on. Uh, so thank you very much for your time, Kat. Um, enjoyed it here at the Kiwi Landing Pad and uh, look forward to hearing more success stories uh, from here in the future. Great. Thanks, Paul.
So that wraps up this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Now, you can, of course, uh, keep track of us online at nzbusinesspodcast.com. We're on facebook.com slash nzbusinesspodcast. And we're on Twitter at nz underscore business. So please keep in touch with us uh, through those channels. And, of course, you can listen into our other podcasts too, such as the New Zealand Tech Podcast, which comes out each week. Hey, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Goodbye.